You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Hey, everybody. It's Seth. We have our first sponsor today, and it's a fantastic gentleman named Alex Hillman. Good friend of mine. He released a book earlier this fall called The Tiny MBA, 100 Very Short Lessons About the Long Game of Business. It's all about business and sales and why people buy money and success, branding and marketing, professional decision-making, investments, dealing with your clients. And for those who don't know Alex, he started Indie Hall. I think it's one of the first, or if not the first, co-working spaces in Philly, as well as in the nation, if not the world. This book is fantastic. It is 107 pages full of great knowledge. You can get through it in a half an hour, but you're going to want to go back again and again. You can pick this up at socl.bz slash tinymba. That's socl.bz slash tinymba. I can't put it down. You won't be able to either. Check it out. socl.bz slash tinymba. Thanks, guys, and thanks, Alex, for sponsoring the show. the Digital Marketing Dive Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Season 2, Episode 17 of the Digital Marketing Dive Podcast. I'm Seth with Goldstein Media. With me is always the amazing, talented, kick-ass Shannon of Diam Business Consulting. And with us, we have the esteemed pleasure of having royalty with us. Who's that? Carrie Barrett. She's looking around like, what? <laughs> Carrie Barrett of Carrie Where's Barrett Megan? Consulting. Exactly. <laughs> oh, wait. That is certainly high praise. I am happy to be here and so excited to talk to both of you. Oh, and everybody watching. Exactly. Is a recovering broadcast journalist, an Emmy award-winning broadcast journalist. She's Actually, was down in Philly for a little while there. When we talked last time, we spoke to war stories about Kelly Drive and almost oh, getting yeah. run over. Yes. So she's experienced the Philly. She also was in New York. Yeah. And, and that's where you kind of said, all right, I'm done. <laughs> Indeed. It was it was time to go. It, it, it had been time to go for a long time, honestly. And not because of any one thing, just a, a, a series. Journalism takes a lot out of you. I can talk Holy from personal cow. experience. It takes a lot out of you. I mean, and I, I will say, and I know everybody says this and it sounds like such a platitude, but it really is true. I genuinely enjoy the people that I worked with exactly. a newsroom pre COVID anyway, is super dynamic. It's fun. It's exciting. A lot of big personalities, very smart, witty, diverse, the whole nine yards. It was always a stimulating place to be. But after 20 years of getting up almost exclusively at 1 30 AM, I was, I was a, 
I was a disaster by the time that I left and I had started to resent not just the business, but my job, mm. because I, like I said, I was, I was just a mess from top to bottom inside. 20 and out. years of that. I lasted six. Yeah. I lasted six in that. And I was a newspaper journalist. But so yeah. And you're only 25. Six. So, I mean, look what it did to you. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Carrie. I like you. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But so Carrie is now in the entrepreneur world. Yeah. And she is the chief bottle washer of Carrie Bear Consulting, right. which is, how would you describe it? You're a brand ambassador, a video brand presence expert. Yeah. I, I had a lot of trouble trying to hone in on what exactly is Carrie. Well, you know what? I had some trouble honing in on that too. And I'm still figuring it out because it's changed a little bit over the last Ooh. 12 months. And it depends a little bit on who I'm talking to in terms of what service I offer that may be beneficial to them and their business or personal brand. So in a nutshell, I've taken what I've learned over those 20 years on camera, and I'm now using that to help my clients expand their digital presence through their on-camera appearance, delivery, and messaging, and through their visual storytelling, meaning the videos that they use and put out there and that they create. Now, that means something that's a little bit different depending on the audience that I'm talking to. If I'm talking to somebody who is either a C-suite executive or a business owner and is looking to leverage their expertise to garner media exposure to expand their visibility, their credibility, help with recruitment, grow their social following, whatever, that sort of applies across the board. So I have a media training program and then I have a PR arm of my company as well. If you are a business owner who is looking to create video content, then that's mm -hmm. a different sort of program. Right. That is perhaps training to be on camera, depending on your skill set, and then content creation and creating video brand stories and smaller clips for social. So again, you're expanding your presence, but you're not looking to generate media exposure through it. Mm -hmm. and then I have um, small businesses who are looking to learn how to create DIY marketing videos, right? They need something that's not super time consuming and not doesn't place a, a heavy toll on their budget, in which case I have a DIY marketing program that teaches small business owners and medium-sized businesses and people who work for corporations as well, who are encouraged to have a personal brand, how to create marketing videos that don't take two hours to shoot, take two minutes. You mm. like how you look at the end of them and they actually do what you need them to do. Mm. Perfect. Do Love you share it. There's a production arm as well of KBC. So editing video, shooting video, creating and scripting and um and helping companies put together their their video messaging. Oh, that's fun. So I got to tell you if as a small business owner, the whole idea of videos I do videos. I do content creation, right? But it's literally I'm just pulling out a phone and doing the video because everything else surrounding it stresses me the heck out. So right. I love that you are out there teaching that because I am very much just Today before my jog, I pulled out my phone and did a video. Right, like that's. There's that's something my, about what you do, Shannon. It's that's so my brain. genuine. 
yeah. so genuine and so <laughs> wackadoo on you. You know, it's so it's it's perfect. Well, and, I feel, and I, I feel like there's that. different. I, mean, I feel like there's different things for different people. We're gonna pretend like- that it's because that's the exact image I was going for, and not that I'm stressed out about everything else <laughs> when making a video. Nine times out of ten, any sort of content creation, even on the news, is all smoke and mirrors. So you just have to learn to live with that, and everything is fine. Nobody has to see all the silly putty and chewing gum that's holding everything together. I love it. I love it. The front part, like the back of my hair, a mess. The front part, (laughs) it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. back, but never and, and the amount of makeup they put on, even the guys, like, oh, yeah. walk, if you walk in real life, it's like, you look like a clown. You, you, I call it the, actually, I call it something for myself that I probably shouldn't say on here, but yes, it's the, <laughs> the, the painted bird. I'll go with that instead. Painted bird. Oh, I'll go with that. There we go. So, <laughs> all right. So you live the journalism life. You yeah. Know, you live, you live that dream. Now you live an entrepreneurial right. dream. Both are known for a stressful work-life balance, hmm. but they're very different. And I can vouch for that being doing both. One, you get up at like the crack of dawn and work till, you know, forever. Another one, you can wake you up. That's the you entrepreneur want. life? Well, I, right, that's that's right. An entrepreneur, you just don't stop, <laughs> ever. Hold on, exactly. What is the difference in work-life balance for you? Cause I know you have three kiddos, a husband. Yeah. I think you even have a dog. Well, boy, I'll tell you what I, so let me just, I'll give you a quick taste about how I jumped into this world. I left the news business. This is the abridged version. And Mm -hmm. I I had no idea what I was going to do. So many people who leave the news business go into PR. It's sort Mm -hmm. of right. It's the opposite side of the same coin. And that's Mm -hmm. sort of what I assumed that I would do, but I didn't know what the date, I know what PR does, but I don't know what the day-to-day looks like and really what are the ins and outs and how, what sort of position could I expect to enter into that industry in, you know? And so I was networking and trying to put all those pieces together. And I remember I met with a woman who did PR and communications for one of the uh, large law firms in the city. And she said, you know what? You are just you're crazy to think about going back into the corporate world. You have this skill set that not a lot of people have that is widely needed, especially in the age of, you know, video content being king. And people would pay you to fix their issues or problems and they'd pay you well and you go in and fix them and or train them or whatever it is. And then you you go on to the next one. And I was like, oh, Wow. Owning yeah. your business sounds so easy, doesn't it? Uh, well, you know what? So, well, I came home that night and I'm like, I told my husband, I'm like, I'm going to start my own business. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how to balance a checkbook, and which is true. And I'm like, that's okay. I'll figure it out. And now we're two years later. I think I just, just hit my two-year anniversary. Thank you. When I tell you it was six months into this before I even knew what a P&L was, that's not a lie. P's are good. L's are bad. Yes. Is that generally? Okay. (laughs) Anything beyond that, I need you to explain to me. I had no flippant idea what I was getting into. I just thought, I got to start this a few months down the road. I'll be making money. It's all good, right? And 
lo and behold, that's not how it works. <laughs> Shocker. No. And, but I will tell you this. I have learned, I've been challenged in ways that I have not been challenged before. I 100% mm -hmm. love it. I'm not going anywhere. I'm sticking with this until the day I die or retire. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I could ever... Listen, if you're watching this and you have a great job offer, give me a call. But I don't think that I could ever go back and work for someone else again. I really and truly do not. I work for my clients right now. And if something is going particularly uh, difficult or a client is, um, is not living up to their end of the bargain and making my life hell, I can fire that client. Mm -hmm. Listen to that. That's yeah. like a different set of freedom. I don't do that very often, but I have done it once or twice with a partnership that just wasn't working, right? And it yeah. was on good terms. But I love the freedom that this gives me. The first two years, total thrash, like mm -hmm. working like I've never worked before, running around much like I was during breaking news in the newsroom, sometimes with barely a minute to pee in between calls, but I am completely enamored with it and I can't imagine doing anything else. That's, that's like that. Yeah. That's like me on table for four. Yeah. It's, and that's the, that's a um, networking group that Carrie yeah. sponsors and it's an hour long. You get to, you know, table of literally a zoom table of four. Yeah. And by the end of it, I have to pee so bad. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is end. I'm, 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 I'm enjoying my conversations, but this is hilarious. But that is entrepreneurship in a nutshell, right? There are these huge yeah. pitfalls and stressors and those kinds of things, but there is a challenge to it and a upside and a freedom and an independence yeah. to it and that that sense of creating something and developing something it is not for everyone but no. those who are like grasp hold of it and and understand what it fully is just like you're doing right yeah. we end up working way more than we think we're ever going to we don't see yeah. everything in the business until we get into it and and like you said we stumble our way through right but it is just this amazing thing and so for everyone who's watching, we talk to a lot to small business owners and entrepreneurs. We were talking about that story brand of what, you know, you're talking about helping people develop that. What are the most essential parts of that? Because that's a huge buzzword right now, right? Yeah. In marketing, but it's so important. So how do you instruct people to build that story brand so people can latch hold of it and really connect with what they're saying? So there should, you know, it, <laughs> As with many uh, questions, the answer depends. And I hate saying that. I love that. the answer. Um, it depends. It period. depends. Sometimes it's this, sometimes it's that. All right. Let, um, no, it does depend a little bit on the, on the audience or a lot of bit on the audience, as does everything. What you think your best story is as a business owner or as an entrepreneur or whatever it is, is not necessarily always the best story for your audience. So you, you need to know who your audience is. Part of that is researching, right? When you're creating video content for social media, what audience are you reaching on each platform, right? LinkedIn is different than Facebook, is different than Twitter, is different than TikTok, is different mm -hmm. than, uh, you know, um, YouTube. And what sorts of content are consumed, meaning how long are they? What are the messages? 
what is the vibe or the feel on each one of those contents? And then who are you or each one of those platforms, excuse me. And then who specifically are you looking to target, right? So if you're B2B, LinkedIn is the obvious place for you. Right. If you're B2C or if you're a little B2B and a little B2C the way I am, um, there's different spots for you on all of those different platforms. So creating a story doesn't have to be a, a huge, long process. It is the thing that makes you unique. It's the thing that makes you stand out. It's the thing that lets your clients see like your pain through their eyes and their pain through your eyes, how the two mesh and how you can help. And so, for example, when I am pitching the fact that I am also a public speaking coach, which I'm not doing as much of right now, it's mostly on camera presentation coaching, but pre-COVID and hopefully post, we'll be back to coaching in person. And most people come into that with a lot of baggage, right? People don't like public speaking for any number of reasons. And there's a little bit of therapy that goes along with this as well. And so a, a, and a story that's appropriate for that audience would be, I used to be terrified of public speaking, not a normal rational fear, but a back of the room in the fetal position, probably in a puddle of my own vomit, like passed out, hyperventilating, terrified of public speaking. How did I overcome that? Well, here was the secret to my success. Here's what it led me to. And here's how I can help you. That is a story that resonates with that particular audience. So key point number one is finding out what audience and what story are applicable. I think the other part is making sure that your story does not take too long to tell. So stories stick with people longer than data and statistics. Data and statistics are certainly important. They're the things that make people say, oh my God, I didn't realize that, blah, 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 blah. But what will hang with them is the emotional connection that you got with your story. So you need to make sure that your story touches on usually one of four key emotions, right? It's anxiety, it's outrage, it's inspiration, and it's humor. And I'm lumping humor in with the emotions because it's a big one. And right now we could all use a laugh. And if you can create a video that has a story that gets people to smile, you're 75% mm -hmm. of the way to the finish line. I love that. The third key is making sure that your story length is one that is appropriate for your platform. So for example, I generally consider the sweet spot for your average marketing video to be about two minutes, right? You can certainly post longer on IGTV mm -hmm. up to an hour. You can post whatever on YouTube. You can post, um, I think, 10 minutes um, native on LinkedIn. So your story itself, generally the sweet spot is, is two minutes, maybe three, maybe five if you're a really compelling speaker. Your story just needs to be 30 seconds and it needs to be compelling and you need to get to it close to the top if it's if it's important to your audience and for yeah, don't bury the lead don't bury the lead so i i watched I, I'll, I'll give you an example i watched a guy who is a videographer and he put a, a post up on linkedin i think it was about the difference that good lighting can make in someone's shot and he was going from bad lighting to good lighting except he took like 45 seconds to get to the transformation. And the first 45 seconds were just him rambling on. 
show me that transformation right up top within like the first 10 seconds and I then go me, back yeah. and tell me about all the differences that went into getting from point A to point B. That in itself, that transformation, that was his story. So make sure you get to that compelling part as soon as you possibly can, preferably within the first eight seconds. There you That's go. Point. That's a great point because there's so much um, put on authenticity and connecting with your audience and that kind of stuff. And I see that a lot in videos and I'm guilty of it at times in videos, having almost a one-sided conversation. Yeah. And so people lose exactly why are we even on here? Why are we even on this video? So I, I yeah. like the the conciseness of taking that to the very beginning. Well, and I also think too, you know, it, it does depend a little bit on what you're looking to do. You know, there's there's differences in putting out thought leadership pieces or commentary on something that's going on in the news cycle, for example, or as it relates to, I don't know, I'm, I'm pulling this out of thin air, the PPP <laughs> loans or whatever, um, sure. right? And, and, and those sorts of videos are slightly different, but right. You're talking, you're giving helpful information or you're, mm -hmm. you know, providing education in some way to whoever is watching it. The real, at the end of the day, it comes down to knowing who you're talking to on which platform you're talking to them and what they want to hear from you that you can deliver quickly, concisely and compellingly. Love That's it. awesome. That's awesome. Well, actually let's talk about something compelling is wearing a mask. And yes. that, 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 that's our sponsor. We're trying to find segues here and I, I suck at them. Yeah, that was but, right. Yeah, that, that, that was a stretch. <laughs> but let, 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 let's thank our sponsor, Breezy Masks. I actually wrote out a much better um, ad and I'm really delaying the lead here. But um, so we're, much, we're pretty much out of the pandemic. You know, we're still dealing with it, but you know, we're getting out of it slowly. Masks still need to be worn. Just because you need to wear a mask doesn't mean you have to be uncomfortable wearing that mask. This is where our breezy masks come in. They have silver nano protection. They are breathable, lightweight, and fog-free. There's two kinds. I'll get the names right this time. There's the exchange, and there's a the sport. The exchange, think of it being more protective. There's five layers with that silver nano technology, and then there's a the sport people running around breathing heavy which is more breathable two layers of protection and then it also still has the silver nanotechnology so wear those masks people i know today i was at the playground and for once my son was able to play with his peers on the playground because the other the grandmother was wise enough to hand the two brothers that he was playing with masks so that they could all play together and it warmed me heart and soul that my son actually got some interaction with some peers and it was, it was great. So wear those masks, get some breezy masks, heck, get the disposables. If you, if you, you know, you just keep, have masks, keep them going. So yeah. also another place to wear a good mask is Shannon's upcoming event in Indianapolis. Yes. yes because we're letting 20 people come in live and in person. Super yeah. excited. April, April 23rd, Indianapolis. Cohatch in Noblesville. We shout out to Cohatch, by the way. Woo! Awesome place. Awesome place. Growing like crazy. Great for small um, business owners, entrepreneurs. But we are hosting for entrepreneurs, small business owners. We are coming out of the pandemic. Everything's changed, right? Let's oh link God. arms and help support you in this. So Diam and Leadstra have, have linked up 
and are doing this, we have a financial um, special specialist um, for small business owners, right? We have marketing, we have sales, and we have operations. And so it's going to be a full day. We are doing it virtually as well. Um, check out the link. It's it's going to be great. It's it's really going to help start moving small business owners forward out of kind of the mire that's pulled us all down um, through COVID and really start making that transition forward. This is going to be a lot of fun. And now back to Carrie. Oh, so Carrie, oh I'm I'm so corny. Sorry. I knew, like I am super curious, right? You have totally different career paths, right? Yeah. And I am immersed in with my company in the small business world. That's what we do. We we build teams behind small business owners and entrepreneurs, right? What was the biggest shock to your system as far oh. as when you jumped into entrepreneur world? Um, this probably is going to sound a little bit bizarre. Uh, it was the pace of things. It, it was much um, slower than sure. I used to. <laughs> I'm used to an email goes out, you get an immediate reply. There is a problem. The problem is fixed a ASAP and the turnaround is, is a little bit slower. And I, I tend You're to be nice. Right, I, um, you're being very nice. The turnaround being a little bit slower. Like, I don't understand why this project is taking a year. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. I cannot fathom what is going on. You know, I had um, I had an email campaign that went out this week that was a complete beep bleep show and I didn't have anything to do with it. Unfortunately, it went live without my approval and it was all full of all sorts of mistakes. And if you happen to get one, I apologize. Um, and I, of course, immediately emailed the person in charge of putting this email campaign together. And I'm like, this is, this is a dumpster fire, like fix it. And it was forever till I got a response. I don't know if that's normal, wow. but um, but but that sort of thing has has taken a little bit of getting used to. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I'm very like urgent in everything that I do, and sure. that's not how the rest of the world works. I've learned. No, yeah, it's, it's very it's different. A small business yeah. thing, right? Because so many small business owners are trying to do everything themselves. I think mm. that's. I think that's a big, big part of it. And I yeah. have to recognize that too. You know, I, um, I, I, I come from a, a different background where it doesn't yeah. matter what you have to do to meet a deadline. If you have to pull three all-nighters in a row, that's what you do. And mm -hmm. that's not normal. I have come to learn. <laughs> that is not normal working 30 hours right. in a 24-hour period. Knew? Who knew? So I, I've had to dial back my urgency just a little bit. There you go. Okay. What, what, okay. What's been the most rewarding thing so far for you? Oh that you that can, um, versus, like, I mean, because in journals, I mean, you, mean you want heck to be literal you won an emmy yeah it's an awarding thing right. yeah girl that's pretty impressive that's it's impressive. not that impressive trust me <laughs> <laughs> they like they practically give them out um <laughs> boy what has been the most rewarding uh, there's a lot that's been rewarding no, number one i think has been the huge number of supportive people I've met over the past two years. Me, me, and I always had, 
you know, the news business is a very small industry. You're only a degree or two separated from just about anybody that works in the business across the country, maybe three degrees. Um, and so it's 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 tight. It doesn't always get along, but it's tight. Everybody knows everybody else. I wasn't expecting that here. And it depends a little bit on the circles that you're in. But I found this amazing group of people who is wildly supportive and, you know, not only there to help me with business, but also to pick me up when the day is crappy, i.e. the email campaign that went out this week. Oh. And that has been, I was worried about losing that sense of camaraderie, working on my own for myself, by myself. And that was an unfounded concern. I have been very pleasantly delighted to find out. Yeah. And I think the other thing that is really rewarding is is the, just that my name is on this stuff. When I help a client or when somebody says, oh my gosh, you were, you were really great on that presentation. I learned so much. I know it's, I put that presentation together. Like I, it's just, there's a sense of, I don't know if it's accomplishment or gratitude or independence or maybe maybe all of those mixed together that that's me you know when i go out and speak on behalf of carrie barrett consulting i got a i have a much different feeling at the end of a speaking engagement that i did when i spoke on behalf of one of the networks that i was on mm -hmm. those are great too but this is me and there's a it's a whole different feeling yeah it's awesome yeah why is your favorite social media network i mean you are a linkedin darling i mean you're out there, Thanks. people follow you. I mean, your Friday chats with Lorena and, you know, the gang. Yeah, and, they're fun. And Vicky are, are, are hilarious. <laughs> Not the, I mean, they're fun, they're, they're full of knowledge, and they're a complete hoot. And I try not yeah. to troll you too much on those. They're That's fun. <laughs> they, I, you know what? There's been a couple of moments where I was like, oh, God, if we were on TV, we would definitely be getting a heavy fine right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, God, F FCC, yeah. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, yeah, you know, uh, content and words. Um, boy, my favorites. So I would have to say right now it's LinkedIn or Instagram. And mm -hmm. I... The reason that I have those two differing um, plat ideas is right, when I'm talking to businesses, I get a lot of traction on LinkedIn. But when I'm talking to consumers or solopreneurs for like digital programs that I am selling or podcast that's launching, I find that's where I get a lot of traction and I it's a little more visual. LinkedIn is great for... Um, for reaching out and reaching up to people who are in larger organizations than than I am and who have you know bigger names than I do. I've found huge success in reaching out through LinkedIn to get people on my podcast to normally, especially pre-COVID, I I would have thought mm, you, without an audience on your podcast yet, you probably don't have a chance of scoring them. And yet they've responded. Honestly, you know, you just ask. Like yeah. honestly, I, I've had Ted Rubin on. I've had, I've had Mark Schaefer on. I've had, on the show. I mean, I've had some pretty big names. Yeah. And I've just asked. Yeah. And you'd be surprised. I mean, I might go with Seth Godin at some point. And I hear yeah. that he's all all in on doing these podcasts. Well, nice. I think that's part of it. It goes back to that camaraderie, right? We are yeah. all in this together. And I think totally. if COVID had any positive effect, it is driving home that point. 
Mm. We are all doing it. And when we link arms and move forward together in this entrepreneur crazy world, right, that no one seems to understand until you're in it, when we start moving forward, it's a beautiful thing. And I think that we understand whatever level we're at, Mm -hmm. we understand where each other are. We understand what we're going for. We understand the obsession that goes along with it, right? The passion, all that good stuff. And so helping each other and being, it's, it is a very tight community for the most part. It is. And I had no idea how yeah. big it was. I really didn't. And I'm sort of ashamed to say that. Like I always, I came from a news background, which is, mm-hmm. which is in essence, sure. right? And I never realized how big the entrepreneur and small business community was. Everybody else I knew worked in corporate. You know, I, I don't think I ever really knew any small business owners that I can think of off the top of my head. And I had no idea how large and tight knit that community was. That I think we're well, aren't we like the biggest yeah. segment of, yes. of, of yes. the US, uh, you know, but, but seriously, as a journalist, I didn't even know that. And I was covering local, 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 local newspaper, um, Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, there's a shopkeeper. There's, you know, those entrepreneurs. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No. But I know there were people like Shannon out there. Right. You know, hiding yeah. in her apartment or going gallivanting around the world, you know, doing her, <laughs> her stuff. You know, I yeah, know that. Are you gallivanting around the world? I have not, but we just took on our first international client. I think uh, that that's probably what he's talking about at this point. Yeah, I want, I want to take a business. I want to take a business trip to Bruges. There you Ooh. go. That sounds there good. <laughs> Run that past the, you know, CFO and COO, see if we get a clearance on that. Well, we're trying to get her to Philadelphia right now. So that's, that's, yeah, you know, absolutely. We're trying to to Philadelphia because she's in Ohio. I'm in Philly. I'm like, well, you got to get to Philly. I love Philly. I miss Philly. We got to get you down. We'll do coffee. I know. Okay. I'm in. Hey, we'll do coffee. I will be we'll do there coffee. in June. Okay. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Absolutely. Hey, everyone, everyone's invited. <laughs> All 30 listeners of the podcast. Drinks are on, Seth. I, yeah. I like it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's probably good. Carrie, this has been absolutely yes. amazing. Final thoughts. What is the one thing that you would tell someone who's going out there and who's getting ready to do it and they're scared and they're stepping out of their corporate? What is your one piece of advice? Okay. If you are getting, I would say if you are getting ready to make the leap, there's a couple of things that I would suggest. Number one, start to build yourself a runway. I left the news business without having a plan or a runway. And I wish I would have put uh, or been able to put more thought into that before I left. I would have spent more time while I still had a really large platform, meaning the TV broadcast to build up my social media. And there's a number of other things that I would have done as well, mainly networking while I am still somebody who's on TV and perhaps had you know, access to different people than I do now. Although I, I to some degree, think my network has opened even further um, at this stage. The other thing that I would say is is make sure you have a little nest egg. I, I, I'm lucky that I have, right? I have my husband who has a great job as a pilot with Delta and without his support over the past two years, I don't know how this would have happened. So be aware that unless you happen to find lightning in a bottle, it's, it's going to be a tough 
Roto for it for at least six months, probably a little bit longer. So Mine sure was fifteen. Was like thirteen years. I was gonna say it's, oh, it's okay. gonna take a couple of years, probably. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. my least. my slog was was like I would say ten years. Yeah, and did you ever at one? Were you ever like, man, what the hell am I doing, and why? I, I got a corporate job for a year and a half. Yeah, and ran ran screaming from it. Did you? You hated it. I just said to my uh, husband no, the other look day. Look at me. I'm, I'm a yeah. I'm a complete wackadoo. I can't. I, I love it. No, I can't. I I don't know how to. Who's tush to kiss at what time? No, I can't. Because everybody's. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's, it's just tough. So you know, it's tough. You know, thirteen. Thirteen. Media is thirteen years old. You know, the first Gosh. version one of Goldstein Media. Dumpster fire. Two. Version two after go after coming back from corporate America, where I learned a few things. Yeah, doing better. Smaller, smaller dumpster fire. Yeah, I mean the first the first three years of the five a- after corporate was a dumpster fire still, but now it's. Oh God! I'm finally getting the hang of it. I love it. Entrepreneurs are a special kind of crazy. No, they're they my are. favorite people ever. But they, we are a special kind of crazy. Yes. Exactly. 100%. So, Carrie, where can we find you online? What's oh. the best spot? Boy, the best spot you can find me on my website, CarrieBarrettConsulting.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn and on Instagram. And um, I've got a new digital product coming out as well. It is launching on April 22nd. Ooh, it is yeah. a course. A DIY turbocharger business with DIY marketing video. There's a master class that comes out first, and then there is a, it is a massive amount of content. Everything from gear and editing and lighting and captions to crafting your message and scripting it and reading off a teleprompter, location scouting, SEO, strategy, distribution, uh, how to I love it. is the whole nine yards. That and is awesome. so much more. So That's you can awesome. find information on that on my website as well. And if you're interested in finding out when the masterclass drops, shoot me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram and I'll make sure that you're on the list. So you get the registration link for that masterclass when it goes live. Perfect. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Yes. This has been so much fun. Thank you. Jen, Carrie, this is, you know, this is a blast, you know, <laughs> make sure you follow Carrie on LinkedIn. It's a hoot. It's the Thank best. You, you learn so much stuff. And you get a good laugh in the, in the process. A good laugh. We're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you. But that's what I that's what I always tell myself. Fridays are awesome. <laughs> I, I love putting in the Fridays because it's just yeah. it's real. It's real. It's what it is. It's life, and it's awesome. We have. So a, I appreciate that. A good crew. So we want to we want to shout out to Breezy Masks for keeping us covered in the craziness of 2020, 2020 and twenty twenty one because that's mm-hmm. where those masks people. Yep. Um, check the link in the show notes for that. We want to thank Alex Holman, who was at the top of the show, for his book, mm-hmm. Tiny MBA. Well, if they could carry a, a copy of that book, that's, that's a nice little book there. Yeah. Um, it, if you're enjoying the season, please feel free to give us a review in Apple Podcasts or the podcast directory of your choice. Podchaser is really a good place to put one in there. There's a, it seems like there's a lot more people on Android that don't look at Apple Podcasts. So feel free to put it in a in a non-wall garden there. Um, you can check us out over there. You can re- leave us a review. Also, we have a community, which I think I, I sent Carrie an invite to as well. 
community.dmd.fm. Check us out over there. Join in. Please talk to me. I'm lonely. <laughs> I put up a lot of good content in there, people. Please join in. Also, email us hello at digitalmarketingdive.com. And we will see you next week. Perfect. Thank Have you. Have a great night, everyone. Bye. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.